Tom Shanklin here with my lovely wife, Susan. Hi. In whom I am well pleased. Oh, isn't that nice? And we're glad to be with you, too. We want you to know God loves you very much. Mm -hmm. And he sent his word to heal you and deliver you from your destructions. You know, he has a, has a great plan for you, and we're, we're here to encourage you uh, in the Lord. And we've been talking about... Oh, I was going to say something. Okay, say it. But anyway, you know, he said, we, we're here to encourage you that God loves you. <laughs> and something that Tom does, he always, he, when I get kind of down in the mouth, he says, I have an upside down smile. And, and he says, you know, he tells me how much God loves me. Mm -hmm. And, and it kind of breaks that. And I think it, it's, it's good if you reminded others if you if you when you send your kids out the door in the morning and say God loves you, you oh, know yeah. and good. and uh, if you're bold enough you could uh, say that to a clerk at a store or or um, you know just encourage somebody that you know God loves them because there, there's power in your words. That's true. God does love you very much. And uh, he wants his love to flow through you to others. So we've been talking about bringing oh. heaven down, or I think last week we called it when heaven comes down. Uh, this week we want to continue because we were in the, the book of Acts chapter 1 and talking about how Jesus had told them that they would receive power after the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. came upon them and they would be witnesses. And we talked about how they prayed and, you know, Jesus went up, as we said, Jesus went up, the Holy Spirit came down, and the church went out. And this is exactly what God wants to do today. You know, the church goes out to Walmart, and the church goes overseas, Yeah. and the church goes to the gas station, and uh, the church goes to work. Yeah. Church goes to work. Well, you said go into all the world. That includes Walmart. It or includes, Target, or yeah, you know, where wherever you live, Kroger's. wherever you work, wherever you go to school, and the nations. So it's not either or; it's all both and, and all the world includes everywhere and wherever you go. You're a witness uh, for the Lord. You're so, a witness in in the home. Yeah, let your light shine. You know, if, if you know, it talks about the. The husband will be won by by the conversation of the wife. You know, mm -hmm. it's the same thing. You yeah. know, that's that's you keep me straight by you win me by your your wonderful conversation. We encourage one another in the Lord. We do. Yeah, we need one another. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, we're pretty tight, and uh, we want to just be a blessing to you too. But we were talking about how they prayed, the early church, they prayed, uh, and probably about for about 10 days, because there was 10 days between when Jesus ascended and the day of Pentecost, which we're going to talk about today, the day of Pentecost. That was a, a feast of the Jews, and that is when God chose to pour out his spirit upon the church. Now, they had already received the Holy Spirit and salvation, but he told them to wait for the power of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Dunamis. Spirit. Dunamis. 
He said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you'll be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. So they were praying and seeking the Lord. And here in Acts chapter 2, we'll take up the story. It says, Acts 2, 1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And last time we talked about that one accord, coming into unity uh, in the things of God. Doesn't mean we're uh, uniform in every little thing. We're not, you know, like robots but we agree about Jesus and what he did for us mm -hmm. on the cross. And they were in one accord, one place. And it says, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And they were, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So heaven came down, or the Holy Spirit came down and filled the house where they were sitting. And then like cloven tongues of fire, visible, uh, like you could say little flames of glory came and sat upon each of them. They got hot for God. They got hot for God. This fire came upon them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And I tell you, the Holy Spirit will change you. He will make you different. Amen. And, you know, I think of what God said through Jeremiah. He said, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And I believe that this was a group of people that were seeking the Lord with all their heart for the promise of the Holy Spirit. You know how there's a saying, use it or lose it? Mm -hmm. You know, you don't if you don't use the Holy Spirit, you won't necessarily lose it, but it will become dormant. Mm -hmm. And you say, oh, it's not working very good. Yeah. It's because you haven't kept it charged up. Yeah. It's like our phones, they, kind they go dead if we don't recharge them every night or whenever you do it is is because you know and then you get up in the morning and you go oh my gosh you know i can't check the weather yeah you know well isn't that what paul said to timothy stir up the gift that's in you mm -hmm. uh, by the putting on of my hands you know we can receive something from god but we need to keep it stirred up got a key you got to stir the embers and uh get hot for god and and i i know um you have to encourage each other to, to stir it up. And uh, I don't know, for me, my best prayer time is when I'm driving. And that's because that's when you get away from me, probably. <laughs> I can be as loud as I want. And, right. And people think I might be singing because my lips are moving. But, <laughs> you know, and I'm crying out for God and I'm quoting scriptures. I'm praying for my kids, you know. I'm praying for Tom. I'm, I bring heaven down into the car. It's a wonder I don't levitate and get better gas mileage. <laughs> <clears throat> Where were you? Well, I don't know, but I, <laughs> a story came to mind, so I'm going to share it. A man named Charles Finney, mm. who's one of the great evangelists of uh, um. the early 1800s. And Charles Finney was a lawyer but he started getting into the Bible and started 
recognizing that he needed God in his life, that he really wasn't a Christian. And he began to pray and seek the Lord. And God began to speak to him about uh, trusting in him for salvation and receiving uh, the gift of righteousness. But Charles Finney, you were talking about how, you know, you're all alone. Charles Finney was just so embarrassed that anybody would see him crying out to God. So he went out in the, into the woods. Mm -hmm. and, and and even there, he was embarrassed to really cry out. And then he just huh. he just made up his mind to throw caution in the wind. He started screaming out to God. Mm -hmm. And God met him out in the woods, and he was born again. And, and then he went back to his law office and had a vision of Jesus. You know, I think... I think we we get embarrassed by ourselves. We think that uh, what we might do is inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, oh, don't get too excited in church, you know. Oh, you might ruffle Ethel's feathers over there. Yeah. Well, maybe Ethel's feathers need to be ruffled a little bit. I don't know. I get excited in church. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm happy in church. I'm happy when I hear the word of God. I'm so happy when, you know, when people get saved in the church, nobody says anything. <laughs> Not me, man. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. They they gave their hearts to the Lord. Or when people come out of the water, when they get baptized, I am so happy. Well, Charles Finney, after he had the vision of Jesus, then he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And he, he never had any teaching about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but he said these inutterable gushings came out of his heart. He was baptized in the Holy Spirit and spoke in other tongues. They're called happy tongues. Happy tongues. And, happy tongues. And from that day, he was never the same, and he had no trouble about being too quiet. He was always talking for the Lord. And he left his law practice and became a preacher, and thousands and thousands of people came mm. to the Lord. And I you know, think he became a lawyer for Christ. Yeah, well, actually, someone came to him with a legal case, and he says, uh, "Now I am now representing Jesus Christ," <laughs> and he argued his 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 preaching. They said was like a, a legal case. I mean, he was very line upon line, and uh, the conviction was so strong, many many lives were changed. And they said that the the people that came to the Lord under his ministry, most of them stuck with the Lord. They didn't backslide. Yeah, you know. I don't know if this has anything to do with the price of eggs, but I'm going to say it anyway, that Tom and I got saved in the 70s. Is mm -hmm. that true? Yeah, 77. 77, and we've never been the, the same, you know, and we've always couldn't wait to go to church. We, mm -hmm. we, we uh, couldn't wait to hear the, about the things of God. I mean, we were there. We would set up chairs. We would clean toilets. We would do anything, and we've stuck like glue to the Lord. We didn't, we didn't go off and and uh, uh, just float around. And and uh, when Tom finished pastoring, I I said to myself, like, I wonder if Sunday if I want to go to church. And when Sunday hit, whoosh, right out the door I went. 
So just for those that don't know, you're talking about when I left pastoring and then went into oh, yeah. evangelistic work. So there was a transition in our life. We no longer had to go. Had we didn't to go have to, to go to church. You know, the pastor, the pastor has to go, right? He has to show up. Well, Tom, Tom went on the road right away. So yeah. it was, I had to go by myself so for every, a good, a good while. Yeah, so every Sunday that I had a meeting, which is most of the time I was, he was out gone. somewhere preaching. So, but um, we stuck, and if you're kind of cold, and you uh, would rather be hot for God, just ask God to, to you know, do a little uh, heart operation, mm, yes. and just, just, just repent. Yeah. You know, repent means turn. Yeah. Just, just repent for, for, for letting. The cares of the world, or sports, or family, or something, mm -hmm. um, get in there and to say, "Man, I, I want to get back in church. I want to get back in fellowship. I want to go to a Bible study. Mm -hmm. I want to start reading the Bible. I want to. I want. I want to start. Just Put give, some antifreeze in there. Just give me your fire, Lord. Give me your fire. fire. Yeah. But we've always stuck. Praise the Lord. Uh, and I don't always understand why some people don't stick but anyway well getting back to Charles Finney Charles Finney tell me about Charles well Finney. here's the thing I wanted to say about Charles Finney because he was an evangelist and revivalist uh, he he preached in cold dead churches and people came alive to Christ repented. Boy, that sounds familiar. I've he, been in yeah. some cold dead he churches. Said, he said, revival is nothing more than a fresh obedience to God. See, that's what I was saying about repenting. So people, yeah, repented in their <laughs> ministry and had powerful experiences with the Lord. But the thing I was thinking about is they said that in his meetings, of course, when he would go into a town, he had a a man named Father Nash who went in before him and, and went in and prayed. Was he Catholic? I don't know. No, I don't think he was Catholic, but he was called Father Nash. He was, you know, kind of a father in the Lord type figure. I and mean, okay. he went in and would rent a room and just start praying. And, and I think sometimes gather some others and pray. But there was a presence that was in those meetings. And after a while, then that presence would actually saturate the communities. In some of the places that he went, uh, the bars in all the bars in town shut down. Uh, the jails were empty. People you know, were if you would like your pastor to preach better, draw on that anointing. Mm. Don't sit there and criticize. Just draw, draw on that those those things of God that are in Him that you need to hear. Pray for your pastor. Yep, yeah. pray for your pastor and draw that on. I mean, he's gonna preach good. Yeah. But another thing they said with, with Charles Finley's uh, ministry in those communities, many times it was like a divine radiation all over town. And people would come into town uh, in a horse and wagon and fall under conviction and fall down on their knees and pray. Sounds good. And uh, yeah, there's been other revivals like that too where it actually went beyond the church house or where the meetings were out into the community and that's what we want we want the power of God to get out where the people are so getting back now to the book of Acts uh, after they had this outpouring of the spirit the day of Pentecost 
Then they began to speak in other tongues, and apparently they were out in public doing this because uh, people heard them and they said, what in the world's going on here? And they, they accused them of being drunk because they had so much joy that they seemed like they were drunk. And it says that Peter stood up to preach in verse 14, but Peter standing up with the 11, lifted up his voice and said to them, ye men of Judea and all you that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words, for these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it's but the third hour of the day. What time is that? Well, I'm not exactly sure. Okay. I don't think I have a note here. It's Anyway, it's like morning apparently. Uh, but it was too early for him to be drunk. <laughs> and he says, but this is that which is spoken by the prophet Joel. You know, whenever we teach something like this, we need to make sure it's biblical. Yeah, back it up with something. And that's what Peter did. He backed it up with the word of God. He went back to the prophet Joel and said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it will come to pass in the last days that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So we're talking now about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, like uh, when it's dry and, and uh, there's a drought and then the rain comes down, that's the outpouring of rain. Well, this is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit coming down. He says, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days, or it will come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. That's good. So he's gonna to touch all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. So young people are gonna to be touched by this. There's many instances in history where young people were touched. And I believe we're gonna see it again today, amen? And your young men will see visions. Well, I must be young because I'm still seeing visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. <laughs> He's dreaming. <laughs> And on my servants and on my handmaidens, that's the ladies, on my, my male servants and my female servants, I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. Prophesy. So prophecy is going to come forth. That's an inspired utterance from the Lord uh, because the Holy Spirit is coming upon people. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke, and the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now that's verse 21. That's what it's all about. It's about salvation. It's not just so we can have goosebumps or a great feeling, but it, it, it's a wonderful feeling to receive the Holy Spirit. It changes you, hallelujah. It brings liberty. It's tremendous, but it's not just about a feeling. It's about power to be a witness. And it says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. In other words, salvation's available for everyone. Uh, there, there's a gift of God called eternal life, which is available to everyone. And this outpouring of the Spirit in the last days is for that purpose. So Peter continues to preach. He tells them about Jesus' death and how they crucified the Lord. He tells them about how he had risen from the dead. That's preaching the cross. He, they preach, he preached the gospel, preached the cross, preached Jesus. And it says in verse 37 here, same chapter, 
got ahead of myself here. It says, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. In other words, conviction came upon them. And they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Well, that's a good question, right? If you're away from God, if you sinned, if you're under conviction, what should I do? Well, Peter said, then Peter said unto them, number one, repent. And number two, be baptized. That's water baptism. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, number three. So they they were to receive salvation, water baptism, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. These are the things that every Christian needs to have a strong foundation in their life. We you know, that you need those. It's like a toolbox. You need those three tools to fix anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? That's you, one thing that we did receive when we first came to the Lord. Everything wasn't perfect in the fellowship that we were in, but they did teach these three things, and we're still living on those things. Still using still, the same tools. We're still teaching these things, amen? And, you know, matter of fact, uh, I was in a prayer meeting on uh, Monday, and we were praying for some people that needed healing in their body, and there was a man there that had heard and learned about the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He said to me, well, I heard that you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I said, yeah, I do. He says, well, I... I've heard about that, and I would like to receive that. Would you pray for me uh, that I could receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And I said, well, certainly. So I, I think he must have learned about it. I didn't teach him, really, but I just laid hands on him. I told him that if you ask, you'll receive, like I think you said in the last video. And so I let him in uh, to request the Lord to fill him with the Holy Spirit. I laid hands on him, and I began to pray in the Spirit. And the next thing you know, he was filled with the Spirit and spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave him utterance. And so, you know, it brought a tremendous change in his life. Going to bring a change in his family, in his community, in his church. Yeah. So this is the what we call the initial outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the day of Pentecost. But this wasn't the end. This was the beginning. And you continue to study the book of Acts. We see these outpourings continuing to happen. In Acts chapter 4, the church had come into uh, conviction, or not conviction, but under persecution. And they had, they had a prayer meeting, and they asked the Lord to give them boldness uh -huh. to preach the word and to stretch forth his hand to heal in the name of Jesus. And it said the Holy Spirit came upon them and shook the place where they were. Sometimes people shake under the power, but the, the building shook under the power and it said they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and then we just see more and more and more miracles miracles and then all the way through the book of Acts we see continued outpourings of the Holy Spirit uh, Acts chapter 8 when Philip preached at Samaria. Then the apostles came down and prayed for them that they would receive the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 10, when Cornelius was preaching, or when uh, Peter was preaching to Cornelius, the Holy Spirit came upon the believers there and they spoke in other tongues. Uh, Acts chapter 19, uh, Paul asked the, 
the, the disciples at Ephesus said that if they had received the Holy Spirit, they said, we haven't heard about the Holy Spirit. See, they hadn't heard any teaching on the Holy Spirit. That's why we're teaching on the Holy Spirit today. So you'll know about that. And so you'll desire that and you'll ask the Lord to fill you with his Holy Spirit. So we just continue to continue, continue. And you know what? It's continuing today. He's still pouring out his spirit. It's called normal Christianity. Normal Christianity. Normal. And, Say, and I am normal. I am normal. Amen. And it's the key to effective evangelism. We need to know the power of God. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. So we need God's power in our lives and ministry in order to bring change on the earth. So I'd like to just lead you in a prayer, first of all, to accept Jesus as your Savior if you've never done that, and then to ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit Could, that heaven might come down and empower you. Just a, a side note, you know, uh, if you're already saved and uh, it's a good time as he prays to get this in your brain so you can lead someone to Christ too. Yeah. It's a good practice time to remember how to lead someone to Christ. Well, and, and you know, the other thing that comes to mind is sometimes people have been born again. They have accepted Christ, but they've grown cold. They've fallen away. They've gotten out of fellowship. And we just prayed with a lady last weekend that was in that case, and she came back to the Lord with tears. And, and uh, you know, she came into the meeting crying and left laughing. So thank God for that. So you can, you can uh, leave laughing, too, because when the Holy Spirit comes, he gives joy. Amen. So just say these words uh, from your heart. Just say, Dear Father, I thank you for Jesus Christ. I believe he died for me. I believe he died on the cross for my sins. I believe he rose again. And I confess Jesus is my Lord. Mm. And I will follow him. And Lord, you said if I would ask, you would give me the Holy Spirit. You wouldn't give me a, a, snake, a snake instead of a fish or a scorpion instead of what was it, an, an egg or whatever you're going to give us good gifts you're going to give us the Holy Spirit so Father I ask you to give me the Holy Spirit I ask you to come upon me with power and fill me with the Holy Ghost and I thank you Lord I will never be the same never, never. in Jesus name Amen Yahoo! Amen Thank you, Father, for each one of these people that have watched or listened today. We pray your blessing and we pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon their lives, Lord. I just thank you, Lord, for drawing them into your presence and filling them with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we'd love to hear from you. You can get on our website and contact us through that. And uh, we'd love to stay in touch with you. So God bless you until next time. Bye. Bye. Have a wonderful day.
I'll have a different sweater on next.